Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Water Trio podcast. We are going to give a bit of an introduction to the progress moon phases today. So this is a timing technique that we all use and dare I say love. Uh, we were all taught by our original teacher in Sydney. And this is a really, I love this timing technique. So when we're talking about the progressed moon phases, we're inside the progress chart and we're looking at the relationship between the progress moon and the progress sun. And the progress moon goes through, you know, it's eight phases over about a 30 year timeline. And we spend about three to four years going through each of the moon phases by progression. So you might have a time in your life where you're in a progressed new moon phase or a progressed full moon phase. And so this is a little bit of like an intermediate slash advanced timing technique where you kind of need to know the moon phases and you need to know a little bit about progressions. But if you do, this is a timing technique that is so useful to help you understand the seasons or the cycle that is at play in your life right now. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Um, gals, where do we want to start on this topic? Well, I wondered if we um, should give a, you go Cass. <laughs> no, you go Leash. I just wondered if we should give a quick little just introduction to what progressions are. Probably a good idea as we're diving right in today. So progressions are a timing technique where we take it, it's a day for a year. So we look at what in the ephemeris, you know, how the planetary conditions are for a day. And then that matches a year in our actual life. So it's like a microcosm and a macrocosm within our cycle. So it means the first 90 days after mm. we are born become very important. And I think this is one of the important parts of progressions as the amazing Bernadette Brady talks about it is that idea that it's very much about the internal world and the inner world because we already recognize progressions. Transits are something that happen upon us and are not necessarily things we've felt before. So we tend to externalize them out or mirror them out or project them out. But progressions we know because they were that first 90 days after we were born. So it's a lot more about that inner world, that internal world and the shifts that happen there. Um, I guess that's where I'd start. Anything you girls want to add? Yeah, I think one of the most sort of straight to the point uh, ways of explaining this is um, comes maybe it was Stephen Forrest, I don't know, or one of the sort of early modern astrologers where they'd say that, you know, your birth chart is the gun and the progressions is the bullet and the transits then fire the trigger. So it kind of speaks to the potentiality of a transit can be determined by where you're situated in a progression. So there is a certain kind of a, a three-tiered layer to, to that. So sometimes people go, well, you know, Jupiter was passing over this really great place in the sky, but it's like, well, if you're in a secondary progress balsamic phase where you're probably not really going to be able to extract the juice of that Jupiter transit quite to the extent that you might have otherwise thought. So um, I know in my own practice, the secondary progress lunar phase is something that qualifies all of the other timing techniques. So yeah. it is the icing or the frosting for our US friends on the cake to everything else. And so that will determine my 
uh, okay, this is a period of life to go gangbusters in this part of your life or what have you, or is it more about pulling back, releasing, letting go or slowing down or, or taking things off your plate? So for me, it's a real qualifier to, and to everything else that's going on. And it really does sort of encapsulate how I will delineate and describe everything else that's going on in the chart for a period of time. Yeah, it really describes like, I always say, I use the word pulse. It's like the the heartbeat Mm -hmm. inside the chart, you know, is there maybe a vibration of high energy or enthusiasm or, you know, being really driven or is there more of a vibration or a season of like um, sharing or releasing or resting? And you'll hear a lot of those kind of almost seasonal cycles in the moon phase literature, whether you're talking about moon phases in the natal chart, which is a whole other beautiful and really important topic, uh, or whether you're talking about the moon phases in the progress chart. And the, the, the progressions are a little bit of a symbolic timing technique. So I know they seem a little weird when you first get that kind of day for a year, you know, ratio. Uh, but if you're wondering like what your progressed moon phase might be, there are ways you can you can look up in the ephemeris uh, back to when you were born and just see was there a new moon when you were after 17 days after you were born or was there a full moon 37 days after you were born? Because that the way that day for a year uh, timing works is that, you know, if it happens so many days after your birth, it will be that, that amount of years forward in your life. So if there was a full moon when you were 17 days old, that full moon energy will show up by progression when you're 17 years old. So that's a really simple way of like finding out the data, I guess. And then Cass, you know, I think we probably work really similarly where the progress moon phase is kind of that qualifier. I don't even know if it qualifies, it sort of informs how we will respond to other transits or timing factors that might be going on. Um, And I think with the idea of when you go to the ephemeris and go, okay, well, you know, which was the next lunation after my birth, this also shows the really unique um, timing of the secondary Mm. progress lunar phase, Mm. because you might be reaching a certain peak age related in life. So this might be, let's just say, um, when everybody else is graduating from uni or college, for example, and they're, you know, reaching for the stars, so to speak, from a professional standpoint, And you're meandering through life thinking, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing or I don't know where I'm going. I feel really lost. You know, there might be the difference between someone who's going into their full moon phase where there's full light, Mm. full prosperity, full opportunity. The light is clear and you just go versus someone who might be on the darker end of the lunation spectrum. And it feels like everything they touch just kind of falls through their fingers or they're very... um, you know, wanting to find themselves or they need to have a gap year when everybody else has already had their gap year, for instance. So I think it can really describe uh, one's own time to blossom. And that is not always in alignment with the sort of traditional, uh, you know, structure of life. Go like to school, the social get good grades. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm. Or go to uni, graduate, you know, have a few years in your profession, then maybe get married or start a family. You know, for most of us, not everything happens that way. 
and it might also describe why you know some per some people might you know go for gold and by the time they're 35 they decide right i'm out <laughs> i'm you know i'm you know turning away from everything i've built up whereas other people may not be starting until their late 40s early 50s so i think that's a really beautiful takeaway for people to understand that we all will develop into our brighter light phases in different age in different ages um, which may really differ to what we are kind of conditioned to think when life happens at certain age-related milestones yeah and I think what you're really expressing there Cass which is one thing the moon phases do beautifully is they kind of indicate how much light we might have coming into and through our chart you know, so if the progress moon is really bright or is it darker, you know, that light is kind of correlated with vitality, with visibility, with opportunity, and even with abundance in a variety of yeah. ways. Uh, and so the more light your progress moon has, the more kind of vital energy can be running through you and perhaps the more productive you can be. And it really does give a clue to some of your unique flourishing kind of cycles or rhythms. And, you know, sometimes people have a really bleak decade in their 40s uh, where things are kind of unwinding or everything's kind of ending and closing. And then there's a flourishing that happens, you know, 10 to 14 years later, which brings you into your mid to late 50s or even your early 60s. So that your personal experience of a particular decade in your life is going to be informed by this fluctuating level, the cyclical level of light and vital energy as represented by the moon. Um, Leash, did you want to add a comment there? No, just, you know, we know the moon and its significations full stop is linked to the the planet the most strongly so it's like the scoop in the cosmic pool that brings things in and i think this is why it's also so important in the progress chart out of all the other planets is to know that phase is because how it transits the sun you know it's kind of scooping the cosmic energy and if we think about the progressed chart as like the cosmos in slow motion you know of, of mm. what was going on after we were born it, it's that sense of okay well what is the moon scooping up energy wise what is it bringing to us um you know another thing to think about which we're not exploring today is the sign that it's going to be in um and the energy that it will connect with there but yeah i i feel like it's really that that background influence that's like okay I can jump but how high can I jump have I been training to jump you know have I got the energy today to jump up high and if I, I know you know exactly what you were saying Cass I was actually in my pulse my new moon phase when I was studying at uni so I had a lot of energy but I wasn't at that peak phase like some of my friends were so it was mm. that sense of you know, and, and doing my HSC and all of that, I was actually in a balsamic phase. I felt a bit lost, a bit purposeless. I didn't even really want to know, know what I wanted to do and where I was going. And it wasn't until kind of, I reached my mid twenties and that first quarter phase that I finally kind of got that, right, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. So yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting, even with the lunar phases ahead, I think something else to think about is where the eclipses were too. If you were born within range of an eclipse, how that can play in as well as a progressed lunar cycle further on. 
so much, so much to do with these progressed moon phases. So I know, so we've given like a, a bit of a good overview of like progressions uh, or le at least a, a, an intro kind of uh, taste. Should we go through the progress moon phases or talk a little bit about some of the themes or the rhythms that go with the different progress moon phases? Yeah, okay. let's do it. So progress new moon, do you want to take lead us off, Cass? Sure. Um, okay, the progressions. Um, well, the new moon is one of them, by progression, is one of the most pivotal points in your life. And when I'm uh, speaking about this with clients, I often talk about it like a cat in the sense that, you know, if a cat is not used to being um, outdoors and then they get outdoors, it's like, I'm out but what do I do with it? Right. And so there is a certain sense of um, there's relief. Hey, I'm out of the enclosure or I'm out of the dark, but I still don't know where I'm going. So yeah. there's that sort of sense of a relief that something's finally over. And that might be a career. It could be a marriage. It could be a situation, but then there's also that realization that, Oh, that slate is clean. And what do I do now? So it can be, it's a, to me, it's a little bit like a first house perfection year. People get so excited about that. And it's great because you're out of the 12th, but then there's also a reorientation that takes place with the first house year. And I see that this new moon by progression uh, can be a little bit like that. So sometimes um, there can almost be a certain level of oh, a, a low point until you decide what's next. Mm. Okay. So it's like, you know, when you um, say, for example, move house or you move across town or whatever it is, and it takes a little while to kind of get your grounding, get your footing in this new environment. So there's a little bit of confusion or, you know, and that can be that new moon progression phase. It's great because you're kind of out of the, you know, the moon is only peaking from here, but it's still dark. So it still takes a little while um, to discover which path you want to take, where you're going, because this new cycle hasn't really been crystallized yet. So sometimes it can be a little bit of an experimental phase in the sense you've got to try a few things. Uh, there's a little bit of wandering and it's not until you start to move into that crescent phase where there's a little bit of light in the moon where you can kind of start going, yep, that's a direction or that's what I want or that's where I'm going. So it can feel a little bit like um, even like what's next. And so there is a little bit of confusion with this phase still too, but still it is good in the sense that, well, you're on the waxing side of that cycle now. So there is that potentiality for some growth and progress but the confusion or overwhelm comes from but yeah which way do I go from here especially mm. if there's been loss mm. you know maybe there's the loss has been metaphorical in the balsamic phase maybe it's been literal um, you know if you've been married for 25 years and you divorce for instance then there's a real like having to redefine yourself in that um, instance and where to from here so that's kind of you know I just come back to the idea of the cat you know coming out I'm excited I'm out but then what do I do so yeah. and as you know we're cat people here on the water trio okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what are your girls takes on the new moon um, by progression well I guess you know because the new the first quarter the full 
and the last quarter I see as quite active phases. And the way I look at this new moon, it's like a toddler. It's all energy and all action until it needs to sleep. And then it's just like crash and then back up again. So there has to be a good balance in this new moon phase of like, yes, you'll be, you know, as you said, so beautifully cast coming out of that enclosure, coming out of that space or coming out of that baby phase where there's no control over the limbs. There's no ability to really move something, something suddenly you're in a place where you do have more direction. You do have more impetus, but it's like, you can't be active all the time. So it has to be a good balance. I think too, you have to be careful how much you start in this phase because it can disperse us a lot. So you want to start all the things like a toddler running around going, oh, I'll grab that, I'll touch that. Um, but it's it's like, okay, how much energy do you actually have to do all the things? So trying to be careful there. But it's definitely quite childlike and instinctive. And yeah, I, I just, that's my description is the toddler of, of this. Yeah. yeah. It's totally like learning new skills, like either because your life is very different or you're physically or geographically in a new place. I always describe the Progress New Moon as like a bit of a seed planting time where yeah. we we are at, at that very, very earliest point of beginnings. Like if you've ever gardened and you plant seeds, you know that there's going to be nothing to see here for a little bit of time because when a seed first establishes itself, it establishes itself underground first. And so in this kind of particularly the early part of the Progress New Moon phase, there's this real sense of trying to establish a sense of yourself in this kind of new life or new reality or new stage of your existence that you're in. And sometimes you do plant more than you will cultivate over time. You know, when you garden, you might put in 20 seeds, but only 10 of them kind of take, but sometimes you won't know that right away. And you, 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 maybe you are spread a bit too thin and a little bit distracted. It, it's a very busy kind of phase where you're trying to implement or initiate, um, but we, we you're definitely reorienting towards, you know, growth or moving forward or the idea of like starting a whole new chapter. Or I sometimes say with clients, like a whole new life cycle, like the last 30 years mm. has completed. The next 30 years is just beginning and we don't have any results yet. You know, we might be putting a fair amount of effort in just to kind of get things going. And that is all like, you know, the promise of future potential is kind of what we're exploring. I think. Oh my gosh, so mm. much to say about each phase, isn't there? Juicy. <laughs> Juicy. Um, and then, so I the guess crescent. the next, yeah, the crescent phase is the next one round. Um, oh, I wanted to define the phases. So the progress new moon phase starts when the progress moon is conjunct the progress sun. So they'll be at the same mm. degree, both the sun and moon in the progress chart. That's the biggest trick that I think students trip yeah. over is progress it's not progress. the progress moon to the natal sun or vice versa. It's progress sun and progress moon. And then when that progress moon gets 45 degrees ahead of the sun, now we're into the crescent phase. And that's a little bit more of like the moon has some light now, like that idea of the, the waxing, the growing, we're starting to see that first little taste of results or a little bit of success. There's a little bit more energy and sometimes a little bit more um, maybe clarity or awareness. It's, it's sort of coming out of that toddler stage and into developing a little bit of like, 
oh, I feel like I can do this whole new life that I'm living. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you girls describe this phase? The crescent? Yeah. When I see this in a client's chart, I'm like, yes, this is <laughs> this is my favorite, favorite phase out of the, you know, probably the natal ones as well. Um, and what I really like about that, it's after a period of darkness for the moon, you get that first sliver of light, which can mean, you know, a variety of things. Like um, it's like that cat coming out, bit cautious bit like where do I go from here and then it starts to move forward it starts to take a direction and so this might be you know it's still experimental I think this phase a little bit in the sense you know you might decide okay going to get a job now or I'm going to go do this now and even if it may not be the ultimate pathway or the ultimate direction you're still kind of gathering those resources or you're gathering those um, uh, you know, experience that will inform the future direction as that lunation mm -hmm. phase um, grows. So for example, it might be, you know, if you're starting a business under the new moon phase, and then by the time you start to, you know, get a little bit of the crescent, then it starts to gain a little bit of momentum, but you're still dabbling with what works, what doesn't work and things like that. Um, what I also really like about this phase is, and I see this show up a lot, is the sense of re-emergence. So there might be something from the past, like an old dream or an old wish or an old desire comes back. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I always wanted to do this thing and now I'm going to go and do it. Um, and, you know, those first steps in making um, a dream of some kind come true because you're a little bit more riskier when there's a little bit light, a bit more light, you're going to take a chance on yourself or on something. I find it can also show that there's also some steep learning that takes place under this phase as well. Like there is a, um, you know, like it's to me personally, I, I describe this as a little bit more of the toddler phase in the sense that when the baby is no longer newborn and it's got more autonomy over its own body then it's going to go and touch the stove and take that risk oh it's going to go and you know pull the baubles on the Christmas tree and potentially knock it down on itself and so when you go into this uh, secondary progressed crescent phase because you are taking a few more risks or you're giving things a go you will kind of need to maybe um, tap into some support structures, which this might be a family member, um, a mentor. Maybe you need to rely on some savings, you know, until your business grows or something like that. But what I like about it is you start to see the, the results or you start to see the reason why you had to go through some of those darker years when the moon had no light. And then it's kind of, you, you get a little bit of light on the moon and then the vision starts to become a little bit 2020. Oh, that's why that career didn't work out for me. Or, oh, that's why that relationship didn't last. Or, oh, that's why this or that or the other. So it really is such a pivotal peak growth, I think, with this, because you've got a little bit of a nibble on the bait and then it's like, all right, we're going to start reeling this in now and start to, you know, make the the most of a growing light phase. So when I see this show up in a client's chart, I'm like, oh, I'm excited for them instantly when I see this because it's, I feel like I get to deliver good news after that sort of five to seven year period when the moon had no light. 
so I could talk about this phase a long time, but I'm I going it. to. I love it. <laughs> Was there anything you would add, Leish, before we go to the next Not one? Not really. I mean, the only thing I'd say I find it's that phase where we're following the breadcrumbs of our curiosity. You oh, know, there's kind of excitement beautiful. about yeah. all the things that are available. And so, yeah. it's, you know, are we going to follow them? into an exciting place or into Hansel and Gretel's, you know, gingerbread house yeah. in the woods. Like, so it's kind of like, okay, follow the breadcrumbs, but do be aware. And and I think, you know, the key with this is really um, that kind of consistent effort of work that you can push mm. into this as well yeah. will really help too. So. Yeah. There's a little bit more light, a little bit more energy. It's like, there's a mm. quickening almost. Like for me, I sort of see this as like, we're not at full potential yet but we've started to turn a corner we've started to see how we could get there and you know I always think you know something you said Cass about some of the learnings you know I use a lot of garden analogies obviously in my astrology and if you've done a lot of seed planting this crescent phase is where some of those seedlings really start to show potential and some of them show their weak spot and it's a little bit of that culling of like oh I'm not going to keep doing those things but I'm going to start we're not fully honed in on like the one or two things yet, but we're starting to be a little more discerning about where the energy goes or, you know, some, mm. some of the, the big broad of the, of the new moon is just starting to um, shift a little. Um, and then that really brings us into one of my favorite phases. It's so interesting oh. how we have, like, we'll probably all have different phases. We really like, which is the first quarter phase where the progressed moon makes a square, an opening okay. or a waxing square to the progressed sun. And and why do you like this one so much, Kel? This is one in, in some of my research about light and opportunity and even success. This is the phase where things really start to come together. And mm. this is so I did a little bit of a research project years ago, uh, looking at the progress moon cycles of tennis players, which is just one of those weird little sports that I really enjoy watching. So I was curious. <laughs> and not so little sport really, but well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's quite a it's quite a popular worldwide sport. Um <laughs> but yeah, and I, I noticed that I mean, not every, you know, professional tennis player, but a number of them would really start to hit their professional stride when they got into that progress first quarter phase. And in tennis, the definition of that is starting to win Grand Slam tournaments or starting to push Mm. very deep into the major tournaments. So you're making the quarterfinals or the semifinals, even if you're not winning per se. Now, tennis players don't just wake up and decide, oh, I'm going to be a tennis player. And six months later, they're winning a Grand Slam. They've often been doing the work for years, sometimes decades before if they're going to kind of hit that top level, that's where we'll see them break through. And Mm. so it was just an interesting expression of like the work that is kind of been inside you that you've been exploring over that previous eight years through the progress new moon into the progress crescent phase the things that are going to really flourish in the eight to nine years ahead, you will see tastes of that success. You will see like a leveling up. Um, The progress moon comes into, it's at least half lit at this point. Mm, And so even though there's a number of distinct phases ahead, you're starting essentially like a 14 or a 15 year part of your life where the moon will be more bright than she is dark. And that's where your vitality, like if you've been dealing with health and illness things, this can be where you start to find 
a recovery or you're getting treatments or medicines or healing protocols that are actually helping you. Um, it's when our confidence can improve. And obviously I don't want to say this moon phase will fix everything in your life because of course there can be other transits and other cycles going on, but it, it, it indicates that we've now reached a level of kind of either resiliency or we've got like a buffer of some kind, whether that's physical health, maybe a little bit of financial stability, the, you know, the emotional support with maybe friends or a partner and things are starting to make a turn towards growth and expansion. Um, there's a lot of energy in this phase because it does begin with a dynamic aspect between the progressed mm. sun and moon. And so, yeah, it's like ready to take on challenges, ready to push forward, high enthusiasm, high motivation, like almost up for anything kind of thing. So there's some of the reasons that I love this phase. Um, what do you girls think about this phase? I really love it too. Um, and I think as well, you know, being that square aspect, it does bring choices or it, it you know, mm -hmm. it forces tension. So, you know, using your gardening analogy, Kel, it might be where you're working out, okay, well, I've planted all this stuff, but some of this may choke out that, mm -hmm. um, or the weeds are coming up as well. So it's that actively getting in there and working out what will work, what seeds that I planted will continue to work through to the full and what may I have to discard. And I think that's where having focus that we can put our drive towards in this phase really helps. So I often counsel people to have a look at what they've been doing for the past kind of, you know, seven or eight years and work out where they think what's got potentiality. And so where they can really throw that ambition, that drive of this phase. And I know the, the ancient Greeks talked about this phase, like the, you know, in the, in the natal chart, like the, the teenage phase. Mm -hmm. So it can feel like you've got a kind of a foot in two worlds. Am I, am I a child? Am I an adult? Or, you know, what am I doing here? So it may feel like you're having to really stretch towards a mature, maturity of some kind but in the stretch and in the in the work towards it that come the rewards yeah. what about you Cass yeah I totally agree with you on the teenage vibe sort of thing um and with that in mind like it's sort of there's a you use your gardening analogies I use my muscle analogies and so it is a kind of type of life to flex your muscles in some way you know with this might mean really striving out in a career or maybe striving out to develop your own sense of self or identity in some way you know it can it is a marsy like type of uh angle here you know it's a square the sun moon square um you know, the first quarter. So you might feel more inclined to want to take some challenges in life or, you know, carve out a path or make some of your own choices um, or develop some of your own philosophies. And some of that might in involve like a battle or a competition, you know, with your tennis or facing judgment of the world or your choices or your decisions in some way. And so, you know, depending on situations, you know, sometimes I see this as a phase where, you know, it's like, let's just say, for example, if you're in a relationship and it's a longer term relationship and you move into this first quarter phase that you might 
want to carve out a path for yourself that might be a little bit more individualistic or a little bit less couples focused. And so this could be a tension point uh, in a relationship. And that might be with somebody else. It may be with a career. It could just be, you know, with your own internal circumstances. So there is kind of something with this first quarter moon that you have to be the driver. You have to have that pedal to the metal if you're feeling frustrated, you know, if you're frustrated, it means that you're not finding some avenue or release point for that martial energy that's coming through with this phase. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a phase of like initiative taking action and even a bit of risk taking, you know, yeah. I think when I think about it as the teenager theme, I do think about it as like the taking a risk, um, taking that leap of faith kind of thing. Um, yeah. So there, then yeah, that, yeah, it's like the first quarter moon is sort of like when you're separating from a, a parent or maybe you're separating from um, you're, you're pushing back on something with that with that angle. And, um, you know, that pushing back might mean you needing, you know, so you can move forward or carve out a path or something like that. So it's yeah. a dynamic one. It is. And then that leads directly into the progressed gibbous phase, doesn't it? Which, which is my favorite. I okay, then you should phase. talk about this one, Leish. You should <laughs> talk about this one. Well, and I, I always think of this phase as a bit Virgo-like in a way. Mm. It's, it's that sense of really refining ourselves and preparing ourselves to step on that center stage that the full moon phase is. You know, it's that peak period we're preparing ourselves for. So, you know, we've we've gotten the tools we've had the drive we've had we've, we've tried and experimented and so now it's like okay well these are the tools that work for me how am I going to polish them up so that they're the best possible fit for where I'm going or what extra little bits do I need to add into my toolbox so that when I meet the that full phase um, I'm really ready I always think about it like the understudy in a mm. theatre production who may sometimes step out on stage and may sometimes be that that main role, but often they're in there in the wings, just watching, perfecting, getting themselves ready. You know, often the understudy is literally that they're studying a lot and preparing. So I think this phase is very much about that personal growth, personal development, um, and and really getting ourselves ready to to step on to that that stage in in the next four, three or four years. Yeah, for sure. That master apprentice type of vibe is really strong mm. in the gibbous phase. You know, it's like, mm. you know enough, take a step, you know, move forward. Yeah. You know, you've done, you could be the eternal student, but eventually you got to, you know, do something with it. Yeah. It's a little bit of almost building self-confidence and self-belief, isn't it? Like this is kind of who I am, or I'm going to, I'm going to take that leap. And I mean, Cass and Leash, you're both already alluding to where this phase really takes us because it's very much a transition to that progress full moon phase. How do you, I know there's a lot that gets said about this phase, that the progress full moon phase, when the progress moon comes to oppose the progress sun. And there is definitely a fullness, like a peak or like a flourishing or even like having the luxury of choice or an abundance of options. But how do you girls see this phase when, when you uh, have clients coming into that this phase or even in your own experiences? Oh, it's a big turning point, you know, massive turning points. Um, I often see it as 
I call it like either the climax or the anti-climax phase. You're either really satisfied, like, yes, I'm enjoying the view of my life, whatever that means, or it's the anti-climax and you're like, oh, shit, I should have really just taken that step way back when I was back in the crescent moon phase. Like I didn't take that risk or I didn't take have that self-belief and you've got to this massive turning point and it was that woulda, shoulda, coulda. So it can kind of be a combination of both. You know, maybe you've hit a career point, but the personal life is, um, uh, you know, not where you would have liked it Mm. to be, for instance. So, you know, it can be a combination, but um, usually I see people's lives can really change under this phase. Mm. Yeah, completely. And and it does feel like, you know, this is the opposition. It it does feel like, I think you said choices there, and it does feel like there are a lot of things to balance, you know, in, in this, it's like, do I go this way or do I go that way? You know, um, lots of things are popping up and opportunities and it can almost be that flooding of opportunities mm. that comes in at that period of time of like, actually, I can't do all the things otherwise I'll go crazy, but it's like, okay, what choice will suit me? as I go through the next, you know, 14 years of this cycle into the end, what will suit me best? What will have the best resources? I guess it's when that, you know, we're bringing in the harvest, what will you store for later? And what will you, what will you eat on now? Mm, if that yeah. makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's that real sense, you know, you, you do need a long-term view, even in this peak phase, it's not like suddenly at the, the top of the mountain and that's it. You're not doing anything else. It's like, okay, well, from here, I still got to get down the mountain and get ready yeah. to climb the next one. So what's the, what's the, yeah. What can I make the most of here that will still keep me going down? So yeah. What about you, Cal? Oh, he's so beautiful what you're both saying. I mean, I think visibility is huge. So mm-hmm. the idea of visibility, this is maximum light for the moon. And so for some people, this correlates with being seen or having a, a higher profile. So, you know, not everybody becomes like worldwide famous, but sometimes you get more well-known in your community or maybe your picture's in the local newspaper for some reason or another, or you're in a job or a role at work that's a little bit higher profile. Um, And it does feel with that opposition, there's necessary choices that have to be made, but it's very pivotal. And I I always think in the garden, this is like, you know, when the trees, the, the plants are full of blooms or the apples, you know, the apples aren't falling off the tree yet, but the tree is like laden with fruit. And there's a lot of, you know, choice and abundance there, but that means we have to make some choices. Um, yeah. And then you- this, so what we're going to say, Cass? No, it's all right. I was just going to say like, or you're in that later stage of pregnancy and the baby drops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, oh, they're coming. <laughs> it's almost yeah. here. I mean, and yeah. then that, this does lead into my second favorite phase, which is the yeah, disseminating phase. Yeah. 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 And I love this phase. So the moon is now, you know, 45 degrees past the opposition to the sun. And I think of this as, I mean, we're, we're well into the waning part of the cycle, which can be about releasing or sharing. Sometimes it's giving back. Um, I, um, I think there's a lot of teaching. There's like, let me disseminate my wisdom or my experiences or let me give to others. And it's like the apple tree, kind of the fruits coming off and people can be fed from that. The ground can be nourished. The animals can be fed. And it's that sense of, one's own 
whether it's achievements or flourishing or abundance can now be shared to the benefit of many, essentially. That's how I would summarize it. But if you girls like it too, what would you guys say about this? I'd agree. And I think actually I got this analogy from you, Kel. It's like the the flower that has bloomed at full and the petals are falling off. And then you've got the seeds that are being blown into the wind. Mm. And so that's where that wisdom sharing, you know, it's, I think it's essential in the disseminating phase that people have an opportunity to give out or to give back or to pay back in some way. So it has to have that output that's really necessary um what about you Cass yeah I agree with all those things and I certainly see um sometimes that almost teacher preacher archetype of sharing Mm. wisdom and knowledge just come up so obviously Mm. I know when I went into this phase I had uh my son was old enough where I could you know separate from him a little bit I was like right um, you know, I started teaching workshops, sort of touring around, doing different things around town. So it really kind of showed up really um, obviously, which I find the disseminating phase tends to do. But if that full moon didn't really turn out so well for you, I find sometimes this can be um, a time of, okay, reflection and maybe licking your wounds or drawing conclusions from that first part of the phase and then kind of going, okay, well, the moon's still light. The moon's still got a Mm. lot of light to it. I've got some ground to catch up um, before that light starts to diminish a little bit. So big part of this phase, I think, is, you know, finding like-minded people, kindred spirits, people that kind of can help you a lot. Um, But I find it is a bit of a movement and a dynamic type of cycle. And it could just be, you know, spreading the fruits or it could be that I've really got to make up some lost ground for things that didn't pan out the way I thought or whatever happened in the full moon phase. So it can kind Mm. of go either way I found, Um, but it is a great phase. Mm. I find, yeah. Mm. And I think either way, you know, it doesn't matter either of those scenarios you talked about, Cass, because as we come into this more dynamic last quarter phase, you know, this is where we're either taking those apples and making cider, you know, with them and getting really active there. But same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell I love cider. Wait, we're sharing our personalities here. Or realizing, okay, those apples were a bit wormy or a bit mealy. You know, they won't they they won't make good cider. But what did I learn from that? What can I do from that? What do I do with the trees? Do I fertilize them next in preparation? Yeah, what are you going to do for the next season? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So it is still going, okay, I don't start anything new under that phase. I think that's really key for this phase. It's like, it's about taking what you've already got and making the most of it. Um, So, you know, you could turn those apples into fertilizer. Maybe you're feeding the pigs with them. So, you know, you've got, yep, something else good with them. Um, But it's, it don't, you don't have to throw everything out it's just okay what are the lessons here and how can I get active with those lessons and taking what I've already got Mm. and making the most of it what are your thoughts girls yeah I mean just when you were saying that Leish was like okay yeah because it's there is some transformation I mean that's a sort of slightly overused word but the idea of the apples becoming Mm. cider or pie or compost or you know food for the pigs 
what has been created or built is now being transformed. And at this, um, you know, last quarter phase, so the progress moon is now square the sun, but in the kind of waning or closing part, there is that sense of energy and sometimes urgency of like, oh, we need to get this done, or this is now pressing, or this is a time limited thing. Um, you know, we've got to kind of squeeze, like if we were making cider, we're squeezing out everything we can of those apples, knowing that this is, this is like the end of the harvest, you know, it's, it's heading into the winter part. Seasonally, this is like late autumn where we're thinking about compost. We're thinking about, um, rejuvenation and repair. We're not thinking about building and planting. We're like, we're going into the rest period. What do we need to finish first? Basically. Mm -hmm. Um, what about you, Cass, for this one? Yes, is the juice worth the squeeze? <laughs> oh, that's um, so good. <laughs> um, thank you. I do. I am fond of that one. Yeah, well, um, yeah. yeah, there is a bit of um, urgent questions come up, I think, with this phase a little bit. Like, um, have I left something too late or what am I going to do or having to shake off distractions and really refocus with what's left of the light type of thing. Um, and unlike the first where it's more discussions or action towards the future, this is more um, uh, have I left things too late? And so sometimes there can be a little bit of a, a panicky vibe um, from a psyche perspective with this phase as well, I've, I've found. Mm. Um, and because you're, you know, losing light in the moon. And so there is a, a sense whether the person is aware of it, of the phases or not, but they, they will feel that season is starting to decline and, you know, you've got to take action a little bit faster. So I know in some, I remember some of the more modern books, I would talk about this as the crisis of consciousness. And I mean, like, yeah, whatever, like what a loaded term, like, what does that mean in real life? And it's just basically this, who am I? What am I doing? Have I left it too late to start this business? Have this baby take that trip or whatever the thing is. So there is like the, the first quarter moon, which is all about like the future this is have I left things too late and mm. so the energy is the same but it's calibrated in a different direction yeah you I can really relate because for me this was actually when I started my astrology business it was that ah. sense alongside some midlife transits of like so I'm not going to do it now I'll never do it mm. so it was I remember really that, that. Okay, mm. it was that shove in the back I needed and I think that's a lot of what this phase is it can be that shove in the back that's like okay it's now or never yeah yeah I'm in that phase right now and I feel like I've done a lot in it (laughs) you have I mean it is an active phase like it begins with that dynamic square Mm. so there is a lot of activity there's a lot of decision making Mm. a lot of changing and it is interesting because you have that really busy period and then that kind of transitions into the balsamic or the dark moon where the mm. moon is now 45 degrees behind the sun and kind of going into her hermit phase. You know, this this last phase is, is increasingly introspective and lower energy or less vitality. That idea of wanting to kind of close things down or wind things up that closure completion and then that need to sometimes even be really internal or retreat or or kind of rest. There are two weird things that I see people often do in the progressive balsamic phase. 
One is if they are thinking about what's next and next chapter, they can sometimes be doing study at this point in time, which mm. is, you know, kind of naturally a bit of a hermit, a thing we do in a hermit-like state. Because if you're studying, you're not socializing, you're not doing this and that out in the world, you're focused kind of deeply on something. And the other thing, not everybody has this, of course, but I have seen some people have their babies in this stage where okay. the nature of early newborn stage, you know, yes, yeah, you're lower energy, in. you're mm -hmm. very internal, your world shrinks down because you might get to the park, but it's really the living room, the bed and the couch kind of thing. Like there is so much of some of those things. Uh, but how do you gals see this phase? Or what are some of the key phrases that you use for it? It's a bit like when your favorite band announces a hiatus. Right. Like, are they going to get back together? <laughs> I love your analogies, Cass. <laughs> Is it indefinite or are they just having a break? Yeah. You know, I'm thinking like Metallica circa 20 or 2002. But anyway. Um, yeah, there is that sense that there something is ending and your dreams or desires may be kind of abandoned indefinitely or postponed. Um, it's definitely, I find, a phase where you don't want to push. It's like trying to swim upstream and everything is double the effort and half the result. Mm. Um, again, it's very hibernation phase. Um, but what I also really like about it is... Um, Sometimes I see with this phase, people can feel a little bit regretful and mm. that can be at many levels, but the regret can be, um, oh, why didn't I do this sooner? And that will be the shedding, like the letting go of maybe obligations or responsibilities or finally getting rid of something of their life. And that could be a multitude of things. But when you're clearing the decks for the next cycle, um, it's like when you've got long hair and you finally give it a good chop and you're like, oh, it's so light. And why didn't I do this sooner? And, you know, why the energy can be, at low, you've only got the energy for the things that really matter. And so mm. then you can really move the needle in this phase, even though it can feel like it's there's not a lot of traction, but it's kind of the traction that happens. Like you can't plant a seed until the soil is ready because you're going to be moving into the next seed planting phase. And so the balsamic phase is, well, what weeds do you have to pull? What nutrients do you have to put into that soil to ensure that your next harvest, there will be some juice worth squeezing, right? So <laughs> there can be that feeling with this phase that you've only got the energy for what really, really <clears throat> matters. And that sometimes in of itself can just be relieving because you're not having to deal with the the superficial in life. You can really hone in on, on what's important. And that's what I think sometimes people don't always, you know, the balsamic phase is the one that no one wants to go into because it feels like, yeah, you're losing things or the world's closing in on you, but it is a clearing of the decks and, you know, that in of itself can have um, a lot of uh, richness and fecundness in of itself, even if it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Any final words on this one from you, Leish? Yeah, well, I think it's just you can't fill a full cup. Mm. And that this phase is that kind of it's an opportunity to empty it out. And I actually see it as quite creative, but in the same way that the fallow field 
you know, that when, when we're gardening, it's always good to not always be gardening the same patch of ground. You have to leave it so that Mm. everything can build up in that soil again. And so that's actually, it's this very internal creativity by pushing back space and allowing something else to come in. I see it linked to the 12th house perfection year, you know, that kind of the winter, the quietening Mm. down. I do say to people, it's not like you can't do anything in this phase. You don't have to, you know, it's, it is four years of your life. You don't three to four years. You don't have to go to bed for that entire period of time, but, but you know, you, you will have a less of a, you know, your profile will lessen in the world. You know, energy will definitely come down. This is a darker phase. Um, it's, it's a cold and a, and a dry phase as well linked to winter in the temperament. So yeah, it is just that period where plan to do less and which will actually allow more when that new phase comes, it comes in again. Yeah. And then the cycle starts again every 30 years. So if you're already over the age of 30 and you're listening, you have already been through all of the progressed moon phases, maybe twice if you're over the age of 60 or so. Uh, So these are kind of really interesting foundational threads to explore. As we're winding up today, gals, um, anything you want to share with our listeners about um, how they can find out more about what you've got going on or anything you've got going on? (laughs) Well, I do have a lunar phases workshop on my website, which goes through all of your natal phases, your secondary progressed phases, as well as like how to like balance the difference. So if you're in a full light phase at birth, but then you're going through a low light phase through this particular season of life, you know, how to navigate that. So it's probably one of my more popular offerings that I have on the back catalog. So we can pop a link in the show notes below for that. How about you gals? Leash? Um, I have an astrology of 2023 workshop coming up on the 19th, 20th of November. Um, Ooh, nice I'm and early. Away in January. So I'm getting oh, myself yeah, ready, getting yeah, myself prepared. Yeah. So um, yeah, to have a look on my website, alishayusuf.com to book in for that. What about you, Kel? Yeah, I've got my, you know, planning for 2023 course uh, running in December. So we've got details about that on the website. And we're going to dive back into our our live in-person retreats. So Palm Springs, end of January, 2023, doing a deep dive actually on the progressive moon phases as well as transits and timing for the year of 2023. So if you'd like an in-person kind of immersive timing learning experience, there are details about that uh, on the Astrology University website, but we'll put the links to everything that we've all mentioned in the show notes below. Uh, so if you've enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe, like, you know, follow us wherever yeah. you're watching this uh, or listening to this podcast. And we look forward to bringing you more astrology shows in the future. Thanks Bye for watching. For Bye, everyone. See you later. Thanks.